What is love to you? How would you define it? Now this is Thursday, January 5th, and as we're moving into this first new week of the year, we've been learning about life in the Spirit. We've heard the listing of the fruit of the Spirit and learned that we cannot produce this fruit on our own. There are no step-by-step instructions for this life. We only find it walking with the Spirit of God. Now let's spend a little more time thinking about the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is first love. It is right that love comes first in the list. Each of the others seems to spring from the application of love in our lives. Now talking about love in the English language can be tricky. When I lived briefly in Scotland, I learned that in the Gaelic language, There are over 20 words that a young man may use to tell his girlfriend that he loved her. In English, there is only one. In Greek, the language of the New Testament, there are four. First, in Greek, there is the word eros. It is used to speak of romantic love between a man and a woman. It is primarily physical and sexual in nature, but it's not permanent. It may come and then depart. Then there is philia. This is a warm and tender and intimate love that can be shared by spouses or by friends. This love is found when two people find pleasure being together. But that pleasure also can wane, and philia, love, can lose its power. Then third, there is storge. This is love for your children, or your brothers and sisters, or your parents. It is limited to your family. And finally, there is the love that is the fruit of the Spirit. It is called agape love. This is a permanent and unconditional love. It has nothing to do with deserving. This is the word used to translate what Jesus said when he spoke of the love of our Heavenly Father. Paul the Apostle went on, went to great lengths to describe this love in his first letter to the Christians in Corinth. This is what he said, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4 to 7. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Now, what is surprising about Paul's description is that he does not tell us how we can love in this way. Indeed, this description is embedded in a longer teaching on the gifts of the Spirit, it is Paul's way of telling us that the, that the fruit comes before the gifts. If we do not have this love, then whatever else we may do means nothing and is nothing. Love, he tells us, is the most excellent way. Now, of course, this has us wondering, how will we learn this way of love? Well, first we see this love in God. As the Apostle John describes... Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God, and everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. 
That's 1 John 4, 7. You see, he's using that same word, agape, and we learn that this love comes from God. It's his nature to love in this way. But second, God also enables us to love in this way. He later says, we love because he first loved us. So why is this a fruit of the Spirit? The Spirit of God is God in us, enabling us to enjoy the life God has for us, and then producing this fruit, making it possible for us to love as Jesus loved us. Now again, as we're starting the new year, let's begin here with love. Paul begins that chapter in 1 Corinthians with these words. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but have not love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor, and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. You see, Paul is writing a church that has so much going for them. They have gifts and wealth and success. And he tells them, well, none of that really matters if they lack love. It means nothing and comes to nothing. Now, it seems difficult to become more loving because the way God plans for this to happen in us is indirect. That means it does not flow from trying hard to be more loving as much as it flows from walking with God and keeping in step with his spirit. It happens in enjoying God and finding that we live our life in him. Let's pray. Thank you, O Lord, from the security for the security and confidence that comes from your love. Help us to so live in your love that we come to reflect it to those around us. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.